0: Welcome everybody to episode 2 of No One's Homies This is Clow. beside me I got my man Mark What's up? Sorry, uh, my voice is a little rough today Came from the beach this weekend, Punta Fuego It was a good time, but uh, yeah, you know A lot
1: of screaming and beach trips as you <laughs> might not imagine We're recording this um, on a holiday, lucky for us Yeah, so It's a Monday
0: Finally, we get to do this during the daytime As we can tell, there are no windows in
1: this room. There's one. Okay.
0: Uh, Hey, we want to thank everybody that listened to episode one. That was really cool. Uh, We had a lot of fun recording it. And we really appreciate when people not just give us feedback, but, you know, just tell us how they feel about it. It was uh, a pleasure to hear from our friends and even from some people that, you know, we're not very close to, but they, they had opinions on it and
1: very cool very cool if you however you feel about the podcast please let us know yep continue to let us know how we can improve maybe even if you have topics you think we could are able to cover well uh, that would be great too Mm -hmm.
0: so we're going to change it up today uh we're going to try and move the what are we consuming section to the beginning of the show so Let's see, Mark, what have you been uh, watching, eating,
1: uh, um, reading? The first thing that I wanted to talk about really was just a quick clip that I saw on YouTube. Uh, there's this new talent show similar to like America's Got Talent, um, all those types of singing competitions and things like that. It's called The World's Best and it's hosted by James Corden, who's also the host of The Late Late Show. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So the one act that i saw that i really wanted to talk about was this guy he's a mongolian singer oh yeah yeah i sent you this clip um he's a mongolian singer who doesn't understand a word of english and he goes on the show and he performs a country song (laughs) and he's got that deep country tone yeah like a cowboy He he even had the accent down yeah that's why and they asked him after with an interpreter could he understand any of the lyrics not at all (laughs) so it was kind of crazy and the reason why I wanted to talk about it it reminded me so much of Mr. Huyn from Hey Hey Arnold Arnold. yeah do you remember Mr. Huyn? yeah
0: man he had a great
1: song I can't remember The Simple Things yeah The Simple Things it was a good song man it gave me the same vibe yeah for sure I was like wow "Wow, it's Mr. Huyn in real life yeah and he I, I mean if you have any time it's just a few minutes just search it on YouTube The World's Best his name is Enk Erden so, just search it that and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, anything else you've been uh, watching? Um, I watched another movie over the weekend. Not Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but Jennifer Garner. It's close. <laughs> uh, she wasn't the main star. It's The Invention of Lying. It's an older movie. I think, like, maybe early 2000s. Stars Ricky Gervais, the British guy who created The Office. Mm-hmm. The UK version, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the basic premise of this movie was um, the world, in the world that exists, no one can lie or no one knows how to lie. It just doesn't, people just don't have that capacity. And so people are way too literal. They're super honest. Just basically blunt. And this guy, Ricky Gervais' character, somehow manages to lie for the first time in human history um i don't want to spoil how he does it or i guess if i talk a bit more about it it will spoil it now but basically it goes it's just exploring the premise of how if one person could lie what kind of power does he have to influence the people um he basically starts his lies go up the ladder from just simple white lies to basically lying about the truths of humanity and people are wondering how does he know all these things because they assume he's telling the truth and he kind of gets caught up in his own world and his own lies because i mean he's dealing with it internally that he doesn't know what he's saying is true or not and he doesn't know what it how it affects people it's actually a pretty interesting movie aside from just the, the top layer of comedy just that premise of how could lies and what kind of how does lies lies change the world of people? Um, and I just found like it's it's a good movie to watch if you have some spare time. Also, I mean, if you think about it, lying is in a way essential to everyday life, wouldn't you say? Like you have survival. To, yeah, you have to lie here and there. Not white yeah, lies, yeah. right? Not it's not like. You have to lie in every occasion, But, I mean, like, just thinking of... um, Just saying, maybe it will be okay tomorrow. That might be a little lie you tell yourself to give yourself some hope. Which is kind of what he also did there. Like, he would lie about... If someone's feeling bad, he would say, like, it'll be alright. And he doesn't know that for a fact. So, he's technically lying. But, I mean, it helps people get going on with their lives. That was more of the point that I was getting from the movie.
0: Or, like, even even well there was always that example that they gave us during religion class Uh, we're from Southridge so religion class was like a staple and we're from the Philippines so when we would ask is lying always bad and the teacher's example would be well I mean if there was a dangerous man that came up to your house and asked like is there anyone home with you and you you could tell this guy was kind of suspicious like it wouldn't be a sin to tell that guy like yes there are, everyone is home because i mean there's a there's a real risk or like just honestly just telling your friend like oh i lo- I love that shirt <laughs> you know it, it might not you might hate the shirt but what's the use of telling your friend the truth like yo that is
1: but ugly yeah it doesn't hurt to just have it, let him have his peace yeah. if it's not hurting anyone yeah but actually i mean there's an opposite way of thinking about it i think um, this one's from Immanuel Kant his philosopher mm, Yeah, and his thing was the moral imperative I can't remember the whole gist of it but in the case of lying his basic premise was you can't lie ever because that in itself is immoral the act mm-hmm. itself so he said like your example about if someone's trying to break into your house or something like that he says you can't lie you have to be like no one's home i don't know about that what what you have to be like what no one's home oh that's i think (laughs) i would say that yeah and i think even if i think another example was if one of your friends owed money let's say you owed money to a gangster a mafia boss yeah and they came looking for you and they came to me and they asked where's where's Cloud? is he in your house right now and you better not sell me out Immanuel Kant says I have to. Don't be a Kant. Yeah, don't be a Kant. Don't be a Kant. Oh, it's it I'm just th- saying like yeah. Um the idea of lying and trying to do what's right. Just watch that movie, think about it a little bit more. It gives it's a bit of food for thought. Yeah, and it's it's a light comedy. Okay. He, I, I like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he basically writes his own commandments on some Pizza Hut boxes. <laughs> and that's how he gets it to the people. Genius.
0: Anything else you've been watching?
1: Uh, I think that's it for the major stuff. Simple like memes and whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, for me,
0: I wanted. Well, one of the more recent ones, just this morning, was that Kanye video. The uh, one you sent. Yeah, the the Afro hip hop beat thing. That was hella cool. Yeah. It's trending on the hype beast Instagram. I just thought it was awesome. They're like in an open field. He has a whole choir section and he has those those tribal drums. And he's playing like a, whatever cut it is on his synth. It just sounds really cool. If you if you want to see it, I think I shared it on my story. I'll share it on the No One's Home story. And well, h- hit us up. Uh, we'll send it over because it's really cool.
1: Just goes to show that Kanye, he's, he's still got some genius in him. He's just really crazy, man. I think it's more of how he focuses it now. You know what I mean? Like, the raw material is still there. It's just how he chooses to express it.
0: True. That's true. I think it's kind of unfair also for us to keep expecting artists to grow and evolve in the way that we want them to. I was listening to... I was listening... Oh, Anderson Pack. Anderson Packs. Well, this was... uh, I brought this up last week. His episode on the Mark Maron podcast. Like, a lot of his fans from the Malibu album weren't happy with the Oxnard output just because it wasn't the Anderson pack that they were used to kind of a kind of an unfair standard that we have for artists but i guess it's also fair that you know we want them to still grow in the way that we can relate to
1: yeah, it's it's a little bit of a paradox, isn't it? Yeah. You want them to be different, but at the same time you want be to what be, you
0: remember. Yeah, like you want them to be a better version of what they were before for you, like not really. We forget that like they're expressing themselves sometimes because yes. they express how we feel so clearly.
1: And the way that they go through it, they might be feeling a different way. Exa- no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, I finished the Umbrella Academy. It's pretty darn good. The ending is not at all what I thought it was gonna be, which I would say is a good thing. It was apparently the comic was written by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. I, I think I saw an article yeah, and, about this. And Gerard Way, right? Yes, that's, that's his name. it. And he did some of the he did some of the art direction for the movie, uh the show, I mean. It was I gotta say there it had his personality in it just the song selection and the I really appreciate when the song that is chosen for a particular scene on a show or movie is in tone with not just the mood but like the lyrics even are on point like sometimes they'll pick a song where it's like it's some random folk song that like fits a sentimental moment you know but in this case when they played music like even if it was just like an instrumental version of the song it had something to do with the character's personality or what was happening in the scene immediately like it, when they introduce the eldest son, or not the eldest son but like the the favorite son who does everything that the dad character does like asks him to to do Mm -hmm. the song that plays is an instrumental version of the Phantom of the Opera is All I Ask of You I was thinking like that's pretty that's like a really subtle detail that they they slipped in there or there's a scene where all of the siblings are dancing in separate rooms because they're all like frustrated and they just want to like let something out so they play that song I Think We're Alone Now
1: Uh, by who? i
0: can't i think yeah, we're I don't know. alone now <laughs> na, 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 na. We'll welcome a, yeah welcome to the music podcast put it on shazam <laughs> <laughs> couldn't find them couldn't find the song like you try singing it shazam i yep. don't think that ever works <laughs> consuming I, I i'm just trying to get all of the consumption out of my
1: yeah I mean we consume a lot but not everything is worth talking about exactly right?
0: like I'm not gonna ta- oh I ate in Tajumaya before this it's like it's not very exciting anymore but it is good it is good and we had Zomato Gold so <laughs> knocked a bit off that final <laughs> bill
1: you know this Zomato Gold phenomenon is f- so funny to me just cause I don't use it at all I have not even uh-huh. googled it once I just know people get deals and that everyone has it but they pay for it or something yeah, like that yeah yeah and people eat out more because of it, and I was just like, "Wow, it's made of gold!" Isn't? Um, I think there's others like Edog or whatever. Is it really that good? Like great, the the service.
0: I think they just pick the right restaurants to that that grant the service. I don't think it's. I mean, like, because with like draft, you get buy one take
1: one beers at like five hundred mL. That is not bad. They used to do that on a few of their. Like the brand, certain brands. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't know if it's even um, a deal that didn't exist before. It's just now it's on an app that everyone's on.
0: Yeah, and now it's it's something you. But at least like with the Zumato one, you can pick any beer. It's not restricted to like a Polaner. I think they did it for Polaner then. The,
1: yeah, I think you're yeah. right. So it ah so it's it's not such a limited kind of promo.
0: No, yeah. and and most of the most of the time the deal is like we'll we'll cut out the most expensive thing you ordered
1: and like Ah. yeah it's okay okay it's pretty dope man (laughs) it's usually the opposite like the cheapest thing or it's yeah i know it's like
0: wow you're really gonna lowball me
1: yeah let me i'll check out this tomato gold Mm -hmm. and then well you can you can treat me out dude yeah sure i owe you
0: i owe you that much (laughs) (laughs) there we have it folks it's a date it's a date mark and i have set a date i Um, think i think that's all i have for consuming
1: oh i did finish also dragon prince um, oh okay it gets better and better i think it's still building on season one i don't know if the pace is as good as i like it maybe it's because it's nine episodes yeah
0: so they kind of fast-tracked it the yeah bit.
1: that netflix format I'm debating whether I like it or not. I
0: think it depends. I think if it's like a 50-minute episode show, I don't mind the nine episode format because I can't spend like 10 ou- more than 10 hours mm-hmm. on a single thing, but oh, that sounded bad. But anyway, like I think for a 20-minute thing, maybe they could move it to like 15. I wouldn't even mind. Yeah, I think you know, it doesn't need to be 20, but like
1: just give me a bit more 12 even. Jeez. Actually, I think that's the point, Pola. I just realized it is a 20-minute show so it goes by so fast. Uh huh. I didn't feel that way about the other series which are more 40 minutes to an hour.
0: Yeah, which is more common on Netflix, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know where they came up with the nine-episode format. It's like that Kanye seven-song album format. They're cutting everything down for quicker bites. Yeah, but I mean, the
0: seven-song format, it, it still works to an extent. How many songs were in uh, Childish Gambino's re- uh, what was the album? Awaken re- uh, my, my Love.
1: love i think yeah. it's like 13 or to 15
0: so. songs no way dude i'll check it now. yeah no way i'm pretty sure it was like five or seven no 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 what 13 songs
1: yeah or 11 somewhere there shit is taking a while <laughs> oh 11 you're right you're right my bad that's a sweet spot
0: yeah sure 12 i think 12 tracks is like that's mm-hmm. that's like the standard this long fifteen track,
1: sixteen track albums, I think are a little
0: bit Oh dated. wait, 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 wait. So we consuming we we're including music here, right? I think i I'm listening to something new. Yeah. I'm listening to Oh well not new, but I've been on uh I've been on a. Uh, People Under the Stairs and Dick the License. Dick the License is an old rap rock band here in the Philippines. I think they've been broken up about fifteen years a friend of mine recommended them again we used to actually listen to them in high school but i mean it was not i didn't really not by we i mean like general circle of friends but i i didn't actually know who they were they kind of just sounded like you know kwan or just your average like filipino rock band but Mm -hmm. i i revisited it now and good stuff man I gotta say they have that whole rage against the machine thing going on like and it's like a heavy guitar and like sort of melodic chorus but then when they go into their raps it's like that choppy in your angry face. in your face style yeah I but just, it's not I'm,
1: new music no not at all not at all no they're like a 2000s band mm-hmm that people under stairs you sent me one song they're ah. an
0: old group actually
1: I was I was underwhelmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's because that's more of my own taste of rap. Like I I that's the kind of rap that I want to do, where it's like continuous flow, simple beat, um, yeah. Especially th- their song "Acid Raindrops." Like for me, it was like if I felt kind of bad hearing it because I was like, "Damn!" I thought that was the kind of song I was gonna make, and now that they've made it, I don't want to make that song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's it for music.
1: Yeah. Uh well, I think there's a point to maybe you as an artist also someone who does the like who raps themselves. They have different tendencies to what you're listening to, right? Yeah. That's why maybe you're picking people under the stairs versus someone like me who's picking more Anderson .back. Sure, yeah. No, um, but I mean, come on. I think maybe a different artist cuz I would
0: I still pick Anderson .back too. Like like I Yeah, think- I just
1: mean um something that might not necessarily maybe like a no
0: worries like no worries i didn't i didn't which is still anderson pack his collaboration with um knowledge um i think i didn't feel that as much as you did except suede suede is a dope ass song but Uh, but you seem to have a deeper appreciation for the whole project which I, i i like i get it but again not probably the same way that you don't necessarily vibe people under the stairs that the way I vibe it,
1: yeah that's 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 basically what I'm trying to say, no? yeah, yeah, it's not for me because it's the thing that I'm looking for is not the same as what you're looking for,
0: which is a testament we're gonna I'm gonna go a bit off tangent here and talk about um mark and I's creative process over the weekend, uh, our friend Faisal asked me what is your process with creating music. Uh, because Mark and I, uh, we do very different things for the music that we make. Mark makes the beat essentially from scratch uh, with samples, but like you know, he he chops them up and makes it a completely new thing. And I write the lyrics. I mean, I have some I have some production element inputs, but it's mostly it's Mark. And our different tastes really go into what the the song itself becomes because. Some uh, something I always say is when Mark creates a beat, it could actually just stay like that. You know, it doesn't need a rapper on it because it's his mindset towards making the beat is a very producer mindset where like it did it doesn't really need vocals. And so when I try and put my vocals on it, it it doesn't exactly mesh right away. Like we have to make certain compromises on both of our ends for the output to come out as a coherent thing. Mm-hmm
1: it's yeah it, we don't always do it in the same room so that does have its own um like negative effects True. in a way where it just we have to take a bit of time to uh mesh it together but also not by not being in the same room i think it gives um it prevents that like we're thinking on the same page from the start we have different perspectives to bring because we didn't come from the same starting point so that's both good and bad mostly i think it is better that way um in not, a sense, not necessarily
0: in the way that, that that we're in separate rooms. You mean?
1: No, just that we have different points of view to bring, and sure, yeah, that makes it um, have more variety. Sure, yeah. Um, I did. Oh, actually, related to this one's more related to when we were talking about the halftime performances, like J. Cole, Twenty One Savage. I don't know if you saw this, mm-hmm. but there's like this video on the internet right now. Um, it's Ja Rule I saw that I saw that <laughs> so if you don't know what it is Ja Rule was a performing at a halftime show at the Milwaukee Bucks game this is NBA also and I think it was just funny because he he didn't seem so happy about it like it was more of a work thing than an actual this true. is my passion it's true he came out saying like he wanted um, a 90s rapper yeah it's '90s night for the Milwaukee Bucks, so I'm glad they brought out a 2000s <laughs> rapper. That's what he said. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> low blow, dude, low blow." Yeah, I mean, they still got you, right? Appreciate the gig.
0: <laughs> it's funny too because they were showing clips of Giannis like already practicing his shot while jaru was performing yeah, yeah. and it, when jaru was like are y'all ready and nobody was cheering for him he was like i guess not and like he was hating on the crowd as if he didn't know two fire festival <laughs> documentaries came out shitting on him yeah like f- come on dude you don't get a crowd to be hyped after you've fucked over how many
1: people out of their cash i think he misunder he underestimates the effect it had on his reputation right
0: yeah now. like Honestly, he looks like a jackass. Really, I I never liked him just because he beefed with Eminem like before. But also, come on, man, he's just one of those guys. He seems like he's such an enabler, but like he'll take the credit but not the blame. Like he's just the one of those. I hate it. I hate it. Fucking ja Rule. Okay, so I think we've I think we've I think we've transitioned out of uh, what are we consuming now. Something that Mark and I wanted to talk about today. Also, apologies to all of our friends that don't really follow sports or basketball or sports, basically, or video games. When we talk about it, you can skip through those parts. There's a 15 second skip button on all of the all of the platforms, so make use of that. (laughs) Anyway, we wanted to talk about Zion Williamson and his injury caused by him. Breaking through his shoe. If you don't know who Zion Williamson is, he is the projected number one draft pick coming out of the NCAA going into the NBA. And this kid is six foot seven or six foot eight, weighs a hundred, weighs two hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. He jumps high, he can pass the ball, he can kind of shoot, and he's just he he hustles on every single play. There hasn't been hype for a player like this since maybe Anthony Davis or LeBron James. And this kid, what happened to him the other day, week, I'm not sure, last week maybe, he was dribbling the ball on the offensive side of the court. He makes a quick stop and literally his, I think, left foot bursts through his shoe. Like, if you play football, you know that if your spikes get caught in the ground and, like, you pull hard and then the spikes come off. It was that, but on a basketball court. That's how big this Mm -hmm, kid is. And he suffered a knee sprain from that injury and the debate that's been circling around it is you know this kid playing for this school creating so much commercial buzz for the league of the NCAA which is the college basketball league in the states he gets hurt you know maybe potentially risked his career in the NBA and none of these guys in the NCAA get paid for any of the things that they do for the commercial value that they bring to the league or or Anything? No, they can't get a they can't get a salary or, or a sponsorship deal. They can't take anything for free. And so yeah. we, we we wanted to talk about that. What yeah. are your thoughts about this?
1: Uh, well, actually, just before we get into that, the reason why it's such a big deal is because uh, the game was a rivalry game. Also, it was Duke, which Zion plays for, and they played against um, North Carolina. That's where M- Michael Jordan came from, and. Um, this rivalry is a big one in terms of the NCAA. The tickets for this game went up to around 2500 to 3000 plus U.S. dollars. And that's why I think this, uh, this issue was made even bigger. And he broke his shoe, like you said, in the first 30 seconds of the game, within the first 30 seconds, and he was out for the game. So that became... One of the first issues was, I guess, just the why did the shoe break? Nike tried to respond. Everyone's, you know, just saying, um, you know, some people said that the shoe was an old shoe, that he was using it for a few months, and that's why it was already a little bit worn out, which makes sense. I don't think that's such a big deal. You know, shoes break all the time. It could be a defect just for that one. It just so happens this one caused a slight injury. He will be okay. Uh, The bigger debate that people wanted to get onto. Really was what he should do or what NCAA players are should be allowed to do. So for Zion's case, like we said, he's projected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. And that means that there's a lot of money at stake in terms of his health. Him being injured like this, if he gets a serious injury that affects how he could get drafted and how much money he might make in the NBA. So people are saying it's not right for these players in the NCAA to not be paid anything because they're also putting out a, ter- a certain risk by putting their bodies out there, right? You know what I mean? Um, the NCAA does make a lot of money. Their national tournament, March Madness, makes over a billion dollars in revenue. So it's not small dollars that everyone else in this organization is making from the, yeah, the NCAA to the schools to the coaches all of them get a piece of the pie and the ones who do the most the players apparently don't get anything aside from a scholarship and all the benefits that the, that comes with that in terms of school education yeah that's what they keep saying it's i mean the the main point that they raise is um that amateur status college sports is supposed to be pure love of the game amateur you know, they're amateur athletes. That's what, that's what the organization is saying. That's how yeah. they defend themselves. I personally don't agree. Same. Yeah. if you think about it, how can it, it's a little bit hypocritical for the organization to say where it's an amateur sport when everyone else is making money. True. I've heard this from mostly other NBA players now about what their thoughts are. Usually the players think on the, are on the side of getting paid. Which makes sense because they're the ones who went through this, and the ones on the other side are the analysts and everyone, the sports writers. Some of them also have a agree a bit, but mostly they're also like, yeah, I want to preserve the sport, and I don't know. It feels like I, I don't know if. Oh, sorry, uh, you can. Finish. Yeah, I just I'm just saying I don't know how like the the different perspectives. You know, I understand where both are coming from, but it's kind of unfair to but you impose it on players who have like, they're the ones who are still doing the actual sport. And you're saying, this is how we want the sport to be done.
0: I know. Like, I don't see how not paying the players preserves the essence of basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can kind of see where the point is, but it's not a strong enough argument for me to be like, yes, that should be a rule. You know, I was asking my sister about it a while ago. She played college basketball here for Ateneo here in... Uh, well, that's where we went to college. And she gave me a few examples. There was this... Because apparently, uh, different states have different rules about... Um, if you join the national team of the, of the USA mm-hmm. and you're an NCAA player, some different states different colleges have rules about compensation. Mm -hmm. So, like, some schools allow you to get paid by the national team. But some colleges don't. Mm -hmm. There was this one player. She didn't know about the regional rule. Uh, She took a payment from the national team. And then they told her, that's illegal. You're going to have to be suspended. She said, oh, no, okay, I'll just return the cash. So she returns it. They, They still suspended her. It's like... I mean come on she 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 followed it she gave it back like she didn't keep it it's it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and lebron apparently the reason he went straight from high school is because he was offered a nike deal and he couldn't take it if he yeah or, he, he can. Yeah, or like he got suspended or something for taking it before his his uh his freshman year so he he just bounced
1: yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of elements to it. I'm not sure what the, all the NCAA rules are. I'm not too familiar with that. Mm-hmm. But there are those examples, like the one you mentioned, um, where uh, you can't get a shoe deal because I think the the shoemakers like Nike and Adidas, they signed the exclusivity with the schools. Schools, yeah. yeah. So the schools are the ones getting paid. Exactly. And they make the athletes wear the shoes. Exactly,
0: yeah. and look what happened to Zion.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, also I think... Uh, I just watched it earlier again today. It's John Oliver, you know, if you know that show. Yes, yeah.
0: Yesterday tonight.
1: No, last week tonight. Last week tonight. (laughs) Um, Past tense tonight. He did a piece on the NCAA specifically, basically this issue. Yeah, I saw that. That was like last year. Yeah. No, three years ago. Oh. Yeah, but it's basically the same thing. So there are those cases where an athlete gets um, paid or gets just some certain benefit financially just from being known, I guess, right? And the nca cracks down hard on that which like you said it just doesn't it's it's kind of a ridiculous point because i get that you don't want them to be paid maybe contracts and salaries but like these small things which are just helping them get through life are, are not affecting the amateurism of their sport it's not affecting the spirit of the game i think that's what i would think and i don't think anyone has even really defined what's so special about being amateurs anyway
0: and you know, one
1: could argue that paying these
0: kids early I mean yes, there's the there's a the risk of them, you know, being financially irresponsible, but you could also argue that it teaches them a level of professionalism, like learning mm-hmm. to play for value, like being able to see clear value in their in their output as as players through getting paid or getting sponsored or becoming you know, it's just I just feel like you're preventing them the chance to grow and to really own what they do I just I don't know I just think it's ridiculous that they're not getting paid and they're putting their bodies on the line basically every day in training and in the games and and what they're just supposed to th- yes they get they get exposure they get they get a free education but also how much are they learning in their one year in college yeah
1: right uh that's I think. That, that does exist. Yeah, you're right about that stuff. But even more than that, I think that's just say that's the case for a Zion-type player who's surely going to make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also read this article, I think it was from The Guardian, that talks more about the other people on the team, the other guys who are going to stay in college for four years, maybe play pro basketball, not in the NBA level, mm-hmm. or like just graduate. Or yeah. So these guys, they're, in terms of their exposure and the money-making... Um, value that they have, their peak is in college True. with Zion. Oh, there—that's an even better point. Yeah, Zion's teammates are worth more now than they would be after college, even if they're both all good players. Mm-hmm. But the exposure they're getting right now is worth more, and they're not going to get paid for that. Mm-hmm. So, in the the case of Zion, I could be more forgiving because he's just using it as a platform for the NBA. Sure. So it's a give and take. But for these other players, they're basically giving up their talent at the peak of their lives and they're not going to get paid anything for it right yeah. so that makes it even more ridiculous i don't know how it's going to work how you're going to pay them that scheme is going to be complicated but i think you shutting the door in that conversation is it just shows that you're it shows greed it kind of does show it greed it kind of does yeah. actually kind of looks dirty yeah. you know
0: uh well that's that's about all i have to say about
1: that no well the last the last thing i just wanted to say i think there were some other points that people brought up. Charles Barkley brought this this up on Inside the NBA. He just tries to say also, aside from all this money talk, these kids also just want to play basketball, which is made more complicated by the fact that it's also business. So kids want to play basketball. They have to think about the business aspect of it also. But at the same time, their choices are limited. I don't think that's fair, right? Um, I think the main point I want to see or I want to say is kids like Zion should be given more ability to decide for themselves how they want to go about their basketball journey. If they go to college, can they find a way to get paid? Mm -hmm. Instead of just being said, no, you can't do this. You're playing by our rules. Okay. So I think that would make basketball just a bit, a better organization from high school onwards the NBA. I I think that would help.
0: I find it hilarious because Mark and I we're pretty passionate about when we talk about basketball you know and (laughs) the thing is neither of us played basketball
1: (laughs) I did a little bit like you know (laughs) but I mean like we weren't on the varsity like
0: (laughs) Mark played tennis and I played football so
1: (laughs) yeah now I play tennis (laughs) played football don't don't
0: get us wrong we're not exactly basketball experts but we do have strong opinions on these things true
1: we watch a lot of basketball play a lot of NBA 2K this is true yeah um and it, I think it goes beyond basketball and fairness also. True. Yeah, right? it's
0: organizational, yeah. I'd say. like, Just having a culture of, yeah. of fair compensation.
1: Yeah, these, these these topics, the sports topics that I want to cover, especially in this episode, I think it goes beyond sports, right? We're just trying to think about sports as a vehicle for us um, living. Yeah. And what how we're supposed to act in, in society. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, The other, well, another sports like political issue that I wanted to talk about first was uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I don't think most people would be, but there's this issue with the organization that uh, heads, that governs running and athletics, IAAF. Okay. So they're trying to implement now some rules regarding, I think this is on the women's side mostly in running. Um, guidelines on like testosterone limits
0: oh that's what that was on the notes okay i wasn't sure what that yeah
1: so basically they're trying to limit the level of testosterone you can have to compete and if you're over you have to take some suppressants to get you to the right level damn yeah uh the main uh like issue it revolves around is this runner i think from south africa her name is castor Semenya. don't know if i pronounced that right okay i think she competes in like 800 meters, and she is a killer. Like, she is far, like, (laughs) it ain't even close. It ain't even close. So, and the reason why her issue is such a big thing in the sport is because she has this condition. I think it's hyper androgenism. She, I don't know how it functions chemically, but basically, it makes it results in her having higher than average testosterone levels. I think three times the average woman makes her a beast. Mm-hmm. Like an athletic beast, and she mm-hmm. kills the competition, <laughs> so she she kind of feels like they're out to get her yeah. right with this rule because she will be affected directly. She's yeah. the one who has to, she's the case study. Yeah, basically, we're saying you were too good, and we're now gonna adjust the rules to make sure this doesn't happen again. And that's this one, it's a bit more complicated, right? Um, she didn't take any performance-enhancing drugs or anything to get to that testosterone level. It's natural. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's... I guess her genes are not normal. There's some kind of things going on there that gave her this condition. There are anomalies. Yeah. But it wasn't by her own choice, right? It just happened to her. She was born this way. That's why she says, I just trained and I ran. And she's being punished for it. Yeah. And the reason why it's such significant also is because I think there was a sports scientist I can't, I don't know the name. I just read it off another article from I think The Guardian also. It says if she does this, she follows these new rules that are trying to be implemented, it might decrease her time by like nine seconds from like her, you know, she was like running 153 for 800 kilometers, um, meters, not kilometers. It will boost her to like <laughs> two minutes plus. That'd be crazy, yeah. man. So, I mean, right, if you think about it, they're punishing her for being the best. For,
0: for i mean she's not even cheating you know like she's just mm-hmm. she's literally in the words
1: of lady gaga she was born that way <laughs> you know yeah and well and to give it like another a fair shake i get where the other people are coming I from i do too i do too they just want to understand how can we govern this sport well mm-hmm. and protect it from other issues that might <laughs> come out of this maybe
0: they should have testosterone classes
1: what do you you know, you know how like there are weight classes in, in
0: boxing and MMA. So you're supposed to boost yours to match, <laughs> yeah, no? Or like you know, if you happen to be of a certain testosterone level, like you got, ah, you can only compete against interesting. other Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, here's everyone. my like, um, <laughs> never thought about that. an, an argument that uh, Joe Rogan likes to bring up about women's MMA is there are some transgender women. That joint, they identify mm-hmm. as women, and they have had uh, genetic surgery, but they they didn't have every single aspect of their genetic code altered, so they still have those X chromosomes mm-hmm. or whichever. Why? Why? Yeah, whichever one makes them male or, or made them male when they were identified as such. Like they fuck people up, man. They. Do you
1: when, know? What? I I don't know anyone. You have a name? Uh, can I check can't. Out. I can't.
0: I can't give you a direct example right now, but. I, I've, I've just seen the videos that he shares mm-hmm. on his Instagram. You can backlog and find it there. And these girls are fucking people up. And I get it. That's kind of unfair. But that was also not... You know, they weren't born with... It wasn't in the sense that, like, they were born hyper-androgynous. Yeah. There's I, still a bit more of an argument on that type of... On that, like... On that case as compared to, like, this girl just... Mm-hmm. she she was just born with a certain level of testosterone i don't know if that if it's fair that they should you know it feels like it it's like if they if they told like john jones like you have to cut off your wrists cuz they're too long like he was just born that way we what we're just doing this to make it e- easier for the other competition to catch yeah. up like mm-hmm. Why not just let her be the the new the new bar for whatever, and then people have to get past that or some shit.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think like you said, John Jones, maybe even like LeBron, Giannis. Yeah, these guys it's are like, freaks. Oh, you
0: guys gotta stop eating so much protein. So
1: you can't. No one's telling them to not be tall, fast, and <laughs> powerful, <laughs> exactly, and run a basketball court <laughs> in like four fucking steps. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's exactly. But like Giannis, you're required to take six steps before shooting. Yeah, like or you have to, uh, you know cut your knee (laughs) knee off or some (laughs) shit to give people a chance. I mean, these issues come out more in women's sports to be fair. Yeah, sure. But it's it's also kind of weird, isn't it, right? Like for a male sport, they don't give you a limit on how good you can be physically, skillfully. And then women's sport, as soon as you're like, oh, she's a bit too, you know, she looks a bit different. She has different genetics. We might have to tone it down. Yeah. Weird, right? Especially well, I get it if it's artificially done like you said, the MMA
0: fighters. Yeah, or or the argument for like Pastorius where like he has no legs to get tired
1: during the race. Like, <laughs> it's not, not an argument. He was not that he competed in the real Olympics and yeah. he wasn't that fast.
0: <laughs> oh, wasn't there like a there was there wasn't like an argument that like he shouldn't be allowed to compete just because he has no legs to, to feel tired.
1: I never I never heard of
0: that. I might have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I Retract that last yeah. statement, Gavna.
1: I don't think that argument was or it's not popular because he wasn't because he lost like he's like oh
0: the guy with no legs got owned in the olympics really
1: just let him run yo it's (laughs) it's
0: a good look i feel bad about yet laughing at this but also not because pastorius like he killed his wife right
1: yeah so she's fucking psycho (laughs) yeah i don't know i can't remember how it happened but yeah yeah. fucking
0: psycho (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's an an interesting uh, thing I was wondering what that was when I was reading over the show notes I I was like what is this is this related to Zion
1: it's been an issue for a while because she really is just way above the the rest if we find out that she's
0: juicing I'm gonna be disappointed in this entire. yeah
1: yeah or she's just a a guy in a wig yeah with a (laughs) cut it's
0: like reverse Mulan (laughs) just walk (laughs) in the the
1: locker room of sexual (laughs) shit Oh my God. You can't. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know what the result is yet. I think they're still like fighting it out in the courts. I hope that she wins. Me also. I hope she wins. That seems a little unfair to me. I think there would be a better way to approach that. Um, like if it's artificially done or like the transgender issue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which the next story we have is more related to. But for your biologically just gifted through whatever anomaly it is. How can they punish you for that? Yeah. Right? You want to see the best of the sport? This is her, right?
0: Yeah. She didn't cheat. She didn't. She was born yeah. and she and she she nurtured it and she
1: trained, you know? Yeah. I don't blame you for being able to rap better than me. That ne- might be genetics.
0: <laughs> it might be. I might just be like a talkative, loud, obnoxious person too.
1: No, I mumble too. So it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's a problem. I don't, I don't say you got to mumble with me yeah I'll like, hey, you.
0: you better uh cloud we're gonna have to tone down the raps yeah. a bit just to make it seem like equal <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> anyway um i think uh last one on the sports thing you have here it says transgender transgender is playing in women's sports
1: uh yeah this one is a tennis related story um just bouncing off your mma one mm-hmm. so there. This tennis legend, Martina Navratilova. I don't okay. know if you know her. She's one of the no, I'm not familiar tennis greats. She's a female and she's also gay, which um, is uh, she's a she's a gay woman or a transgender gay woman. Okay, yeah, biological woman. Okay, she is gay and she's one of the like the best ever in history. Okay, oh, um, never mind. Carry. On. Yeah, she basically came out on Twitter, I think, and commented that. She thought that transgender women, basically males who I now identify as women, and want to play in the women's tennis, uh, organization, are cheating. That's oh, her very related gist to of what it. we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, she, she said it wouldn't be fair if someone, you know, just started, I to identify as a woman and is physically superior, competes in the women, um, organization, the circuit, and then just makes money, and then can transition back. I'll, I'll touch on that later that she, she put in her argument like they could just go back to being male when they're That's, done. That part yeah. seems a little bit ignorant. Yeah. That's a bit weird. <laughs> but it was, and uh, you know, she, she obviously got backlash for it as one would expect. What? She got
0: backlash <laughs> about a statement that was, you know, critical of transgenders in 2019?
1: Oh. Unheard of. Anyway, <laughs> you were like, saying. <laughs> uh, so she, she got called out by a few um, transgender activists. Yeah, sure. And I meant she said she'd do some more research. She came back and she was still firm on her point. She came back even stronger saying, yeah, I looked at the research and yeah, I, I still agree with my earlier point. She doesn't think it's fair that they can compete. Um, This one was, I think, the reason why I jumped off is because it's, again, related to that idea where you have these certain, they're always measured by testosterone levels, mm-hmm. usually, and those indicators that you're going to be able to perform better than an average woman. I think, again, this is women's sports. Huh? This doesn't happen in male sports so much. I think if it's a transgender male, like a woman identifying as a male, they're like, just go ahead, you'll get you'll get creamed, whatever. Or if you win, good good job. So in this women's sports thing again they're trying she's saying there has to be rules in how you can limit this I she didn't I don't think she said flat outright they shouldn't be allowed but there has to be a guideline um I think it involves the suppressants again and might involve you have to get um the gender transfer you know, surgery you, you at
0: least need the reconstructive surgery yeah. to
1: Because I think she specifically mentioned like they kept their penis and they just identified as a woman. See, that seems a
0: bit unfair. I mean, you have to remove the testosterone. Yeah. Like organism yeah i think her
1: argument was a little Organ. limited yeah, because she was Sorry. like the one who kept her penis and can go back to being a male i was like wow that was that would seem a little sketchy if there was a, a male who was like i identify as female but i'm gonna <laughs> keep everything no. just just in case i come oh, man, back
0: that sounds like that's like cartman when he tried to join the special olympics South- <laughs> that was horrible i was like damn this show i don't know that what happened Oh, dude! He pretended to be on the spectrum of autism to to perform in the Special Olympics. Oh my God! And he fucking lost. <laughs> Piece of shit. He's such a dick. Cartman is such a dick. Yeah. But I I get that though. You know, I understand the contention with that because if we're gonna make delineations between uh, men and women sports, which I think is fair due to inherent genetic differences. Like, believe me, I am an advocate for for like women's rights, gender rights. Like I, I, I believe in, I believe in equal opportunity, but I also do believe that there are inherent genetic factors that should probably bar certain genders from facing. Like if it's chess, sure. Because honestly, women are probably more likely to win. But if it's like, <laughs> if it's <laughs> I'm just being real, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, but maybe not. Yeah. But, um, but if it comes to like MMA, like I get it. Ronda Rousey is a badass, but, I wouldn't put Ronda Rousey against like Jose Aldo. Like I wouldn't, it's just not. Cause I mean, if they're complaining about the testosterone levels right now, um, among like natural women and transgender women, what more Mm -hmm. like between the sexes. So I'm, I I'm playing with this thought in my head where it's like, do we just have a
1: transgender league?
0: But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's not gonna be a big enough roster. Yeah.
1: To fill. <laughs> so there's the male only, yeah. women only. And yeah, it's like, transgender, the, male transgender, the, female. or just the mixed event. Have at it, free for all. Yeah,
0: sure. Okay, what if we? But then that seems like way more socially ignorant to be like, oh, and here's the transgender,
1: and would then it, the free for all league. Would it? Would it be more ignorant or just totally free, <laughs> <laughs> like the purest form? Yeah, maybe. Maybe like there is no gender. Maybe you, all you know. Play. Maybe
0: maybe I misspoke. Yeah, I, I I can't argue that that like uh maybe some women would actually succeed in like a, in like a I don't know how you say like all gender league. I
1: think there's ways to do it. I meant um serena williams could probably be the oh shit yeah for fine
0: sure. okay that's totally fair and
1: there's this other tennis player um billy jean king not related to the michael jackson song okay i was wondering and she when she was famous she basically some male challenged her to a match to prove that she w- they're inherently like superior mm-hmm. and she she beat the guy <laughs> they're b- they were both professionals he was on the tour and he lost. It's a, there's a movie, Battle of the Sexes. I haven't seen it, but that's what it's about.
0: Oh, is this tennis? Yeah, that was tennis. the Emma Stone movie. I think so. Yeah. It was pretty good. I obviously this topic is there's so many. It's it's a gray area too, just because there's so much to take into account. Mm-hmm. I I just think right now what's presented in front of me says like let's let's keep it separate first, and I think it's totally fair the argument of um finding a regulation for transgenders just because i think the misconception is that by finding a regulation for transgenders in sports is in some way discriminatory i think in ways finding regulations for it is more inclusive because you're making an accommodation that's fair for everybody still you know uh-huh, you're yeah. you're okay. trying to okay. you're trying to make them like integrate them into the system nobody's saying they shouldn't be allowed to play the sport at all mm-hmm. like no one's saying trans- transgenders have no place in sports like th- or I mean people are saying that but like that's not what the arguments being presented in our conversation now are yeah. it's more of we need to find a fair way to do this because there are some factors that kind of make this
1: unfair which is that's outside of the spirit of sportsmanship the spirit of sportsmanship I think it does come down to that question right like, how, what is sport supposed to represent? And that's how maybe you can navigate that question. If it's supposed to be, like, natural, then yeah, you'd have to find a way to, like, limit these mm-hmm. things. And maybe in that sense, you could even argue that transgenders might not be allowed, right? If it's supposed mm-hmm. to be natural, biological, um, like, ability. But if it's just supposed to be about, let's just say, like, a more philosophical value of, like, representing the best yeah, of your of a com- certain of competitiveness, yeah, certain virtues, certain values, mm-hmm. then maybe a transgender can help represent the women that way, right? I mean, yeah, it could yeah. happen, yeah. but I don't know what the answer to that question is, right? What's sport supposed I don't to think, be? I don't think we can really figure that
0: out right now, mostly because we don't know every th- all of the scientific factors that are in play, and I, th- I, I honestly don't know what because then we we'd have to go also into like a larger conversation of just transgender yeah, gender, in, in gender, yeah, gender studies in, which mm-hmm. is like i mean i took a few subjects but i am no expert <laughs> <laughs> like yes i took a a women's impo- like a women's rights class or like a feminism class and i just wanted to see what the hullabaloo was about and I, I i got the gist and i i i still think that there's so much that has to be
1: understood it it's at that weird intersection of sports being such a physical biological like primal exercise mm-hmm. and how gender is so much more about like um, like an imagined subjective yeah. concept mm-hmm. like how do you make those things work together because they don't operate in the same like Plain. laws right? Yeah. right it's like one's playing by the laws of physics and the other one's playing by the laws of our brain mm-hmm. so how 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 can you say which one is more valuable at some point that's it i, I think know. that's
0: why i think that's why this is like yeah. so
1: complicated to kind of hash out yeah but that's why i think like martina navratilova was not like out of out of touch like you know she might have been a bit ignorant but it's a fair question to ask she
0: might not have uh, exp- phrased it yeah. <laughs> very well
1: yeah her
0: <laughs> idea about
1: like the person going back going back like, a second,
0: okay like you're thinking of like really evil people yeah. right now
1: like they're going through a lot like, of trouble yeah. to just be like tennis millionaires. Yeah,
0: you're not really you're not really giving <laughs> the benefit of the doubt to to this poor transgender woman who yeah. just wants to play sports. Yeah,
1: and actually identifies as a woman. Exactly. Yeah, not not because she wants to be rich, yeah. but because she like this how she that she feels that's like she's who a she woman, is, you know. And that's why she thinks she should be there instead of here, <laughs> not because it was some. Skill I think they, they have to of. like be forced <laughs> to
0: sign a form. It's like I will not turn back after winning the championship.
1: Well, maybe that's because it's like that's where the surgery part comes in, right? That I think is fair. Can you? I
0: think it, it's fair that they have to at least the have, gender assignment surgery. Yeah, there has to be at least like a, a statute of limitation where you can't have like a <laughs> testosterone building organ anymore in your body if you're gonna play in the women's league. Yeah. That's like the bare minimum, I think.
1: I think that's what's going around now. I are I think some of them are relaxed to more of just the testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. oh
0: and uh, if any of you have thoughts about this please hit us up uh send us a message we'd love to hear from you yeah. we, we just we we want to hear more parts of the conversation this course is very important to us
1: yeah i think this one is particularly like interesting it's yeah
0: just yeah we've been on this longer than i thought we would and i'm more engaged than i thought i would be uh with this particular point
1: it's on the well it's on the forefront of sports right it's That's on the foref-
0: it's on the forefront of social discourse right now
1: yeah fair genders and everything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, anyway, I think that's all we have right now.
1: Yeah, I don't want to keep you here too long. I think we're, we've been on it for, what, an hour? We've been about an hour. Uh, that sounds we're An hour good. and 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you again for listening. You can find us on any platform that you have your podcasts on or that you listen most to. Most of them. Podca- yeah, most of them. Uh, mainly, I guess, you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If it, you're not already. If you're not already. <laughs> True. If you're hearing this,
1: you're on one of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, so this is no one's homies again this is Clo. this is Mark thank you for listening everybody peace